This is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful in how they impact modern society and culture. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to you, Lindsay Biwa. And welcome to you, Sean Patrick. Welcome. To the Two Marketeers podcast. The podcast of the century, baby. <laughs> I've been watching Ted Lasso and I love how the, oh. uh, do you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah. I love how every time the assistant coach talks, he goes, that's right, baby. He's like, the best. <laughs> that's He's all I say best. now to everyone. You want some cereal for breakfast? Sure, mom. Sounds good, baby. <laughs> Love Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, Sean, what's happening? It's June 1, and I want to wish everyone a happy Pride Month. Thank you. Happy Pride Month to you and yours. Thank you. The answer to what's happening in the world of brands is not much. Why? So this article that's, uh, that was on Ad Age titled Pride Month Guide for Brands, Navigating LGBTQ Plus Marketing Amid the Culture Wars. And so based on what has really recently been happening around the community with the Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light, with Target, uh, there's a lot of other brands, North Face, that, have, that are being attacked by what's referred to as the right wing. But I'll summarize it as this, which is uh, a quote. Um, from Ad Age, and it says, in the past, when Pride Month would come up, sometimes we saw brands hesitating because they were fearful their allyship would seem shallow and they weren't doing enough, right? Mm -hmm. Remember that. Just because you put the stripes behind your logo or put them in your logo doesn't mm -hmm. mean you're necessarily woke. Um, now, we're hearing concerns even from brands that have activated successfully in the past that now they might find themselves in the middle of a culture war. Interesting. Yeah. And that's just, to me, that's an objective view. And it matches up a lot with what came out of the trust barometer from Edelman, which is polarization. Mm -hmm. So my observation is that um, right or wrong, this is the situation. And what's happening is brands are either pulling out or even strategically saying, not this time, because there is currently a war going on. And how can you win? Right. Interesting. Yeah. So as mm. we progress through Pride Month, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that's, it's kind of a non thing right now. Yeah, you have to be willing to be polarizing in order to stand up for what you believe in. That's where the climate is not right, potentially, to make a positive move, to, to move things forward, no matter what you do. So you need to really decide when to say something and when not. Mm -hmm. So that's my what's happening. Well, on my what's happening, on a lighter note, I saw this really cool little campaign that Doritos had done. Did you see this? No. So it was the campaign of the week in Contagious where it says Doritos creates triangle hunt contest to win over Gen Z. It's a really cool triangle hunt experience. What is it? 
They challenged people on this nationwide hunt across the U.S. to go track down triangle-shaped things to unlock rewards and prizes. So whether it's like an ice cream cone or a monument or a pylon and and all of these different things, they're kind of challenging people to hunt down Dorito-shaped things. And you can win some like really big money doing it, but it's in Fortnite, it's in like all these metaverse experiences. So there's like fully integrated digital campaign that's creating a lot of fun content. They're um, asking people to upload TikTok submissions and hashtag them Doritos Triangle Tracker. Uh, So it's just a really fun, cool little campaign. And I think at a time like we're just talking about with pride and polarization and some big things happening in the world, sometimes people just need a little bit of fun, you know? Yeah. Don't be a triangle hater. Everybody loves a good triangle. Who doesn't love a triangle? I mean, what a brilliant brand play from a sort of image standpoint. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And as you were saying that, it just, it proves that it was such a great strategy because I I noticed about four triangles in your frame. And your nose is a triangle. I didn't even notice that before. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) We will give one of our listeners $5 if they can find five triangles (laughs) in our podcast episode recording. We have not talked budget. $1 per triangle. Go. Send us your submission through Canada Post Mail on a circled printed out document that's how innovative this is going to be reasonably hand-drawn facsimile (laughs) right people need fun so does that mean triangle core is a thing is that what you're saying frick (laughs) i'm just googling triangle core right now hang on don't triangle core me right now because it is a thing okay yeah maybe it is triangle core why would you bring that up specifically sean because we're going to talk about trend today. We're going to talk about how uh, Lindsay sent me through for the first time a wormhole of the trendiness of trends and what's a strategist to do is what I would say. Oh my gosh. It's insane. <laughs> but the wormhole, the good news is, I, and I'll talk about it later, but I came out in a whole different place and all is good. Okay. So what Sean is talking about. <laughs> I saw this headline in Contagious, it's opinion piece posted in May, 2023. And it says, trends have lost all meaning. And I saw the headline and I was like, yes, like exactly, exactly. It's, and it reminded me, Sean, of the time when we recorded that episode about direct mail or something. And it was like 63 ways. ways. Yeah. To engage your audience through direct mail. And I was like, I think that was our first episode. Okay, so I have the same beef about this episode to pick as I did in that episode years ago. Same piece of meat, just a little more rotten. I was so happy to see this title. It says, trends once meant meaningful social change, an emerging and defining collective thought or a behavior or a value or an attitude. Exactly. Trends used to be a major shift that happened in society in culture with people. And now they say today, things like mermaid core are being named (laughs) the top trend for the summer, which is exactly where triangle core just came from. So when brands joined the conversation on social media en masse, it set off this train reaction, which would ultimately lead to us devaluing the rigorous practice of trend forecasting and what a trend actually means. 
And then they go on to say, as soon as brands created their own accounts, the thought became, if we participate in these discussions, we will win culture and then sales. Yes. So trends used to be 10 years, 20, 30 years ago, massive shifts that would have taken place, whether it's a value of behavior, societal way of thinking, behaving kind of thing. Social media lands and all of a sudden trends and digital and everything accelerates, right? So you're trying yes. to jump into social media conversations as a brand, hence like the trend of the day, the meme of the moment, the trend of the week, trending on TikTok. You used to launch an event, post a hashtag, watch if your hashtag was trending. So because of things now trending in social communities, the idea is that trends or the definition of trends have lost all meaning based on what they once were. Yeah, and I think that a little nuance that I want to call out is there's two trend, there's a trend, and then there's trending. Correct. <laughs> and so now they're all lumped into the same thing. And one of the interesting things that they were talking about in Contagious was that I guess the amount of trend reports like compared to where they were in 2016 has like tripled. So Len, as a brand marketer, as a person living in the world, <laughs> as a strategist, it's now like, what are the top 3000 trends for 2023? <laughs> and how can our brand uh, resonate with people within all of them? Actually, I just want to change that title a little bit, not to make it country music and everything, but <laughs> the 3000 trends every marketer needs to know in order to succeed in 2023. Right? How, like what has happened? So when we start off these episodes <laughs> with what's happening, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening with trends? It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. We're tired. So now... As a strategist, as part of the discovery that we do for brands, it's like diving into trends and things like that culture, people, what they're looking at, what they're doing. And we've even gone so far as to like rename trends that aren't allowed to be trends anymore. Like now it's like, what is a trend that's been around for longer than five minutes? Okay. If not like a year, like title shifts as an example would be like, a massive movement that's taken place for longer than a year. So like we're even now having to rename what a trend was to figure out exactly what needs to be done in like a social media trend forward world. Yeah, it's the, the idea that just because it's showing a tendency to trend, just because some might argue it's trending, naming it, they believe that the activity of naming it, which it's a whole the portmanteau, they call it, where you combine two words to create new meaning. And it's become very stupid. <laughs> yeah. But the idea that now we, there's a, an activity of naming the trend to make that trendy thing a trend. I think I've used an adverb, an adjective, a verb, and a noun. At this point, we have no idea what Sean's saying. And it's so true. <laughs> it's completely accurate. So what they, the last thing I'll kind of pull, or maybe not from this article is that in the process of chasing cool, brands have lost the purpose of analyzing culture. Most of the signals considered trends today are really nothing more than frivolous entertainment, which is exactly what you're just saying. Yes. How do you decide 
what is a major shift that you need to kind of like lean into really heavily to resonate with people? And what is something that's just worth hopping on that's entertainment? And what are the things that are happening that aren't worth hopping on because they're going to provide no value to your brand? It's such a messy situation. It is. It's messy. It's exhausting. So Sean, tell us what happened to you. What happened to you? Everyone's trying to find a way in. I'm looking for a way out. (laughs) My feeling was one of no way out. It wasn't good. Um, Good news is we've honed a practice that's like, just keep looking, just keep being, just keep staying with it. Something will come. Um, And I discovered this wonderful little book. Mm. The book is called Non-Obvious. How to think different, curate ideas, and predict the future. That would be nice to be able to do. <laughs> right. Now, you know me, thinking different is when you're a complete weirdo like me, it's your mantra. I don't try and think different. I have no choice. Um, <laughs> it's my only way out. So it's a book by Rohit Bhargava. It was written in 2017. And my reaction is, why the hell... Didn't anybody tell me about this? Mm. Great book. I listened to it on Blinkist. If you've never tried Blinkist, it's a lifesaver. If you got 15 minutes, you get all you need to do to decide whether there's enough to be dangerous with, or if you want to take a bit more time and explore specific parts of a helpful book. So they say this as sort of like their tagline for non-obvious thinking is, we believe the world needs more leaders who can rethink their perspectives and see what others miss. Mm. So mm-hmm. that triggered in me our conversation about brainstorms and something you said that I can't let go of. And it's like, we need to challenge our own biases. Yeah. Right. The, 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 that, this cognitive bias or feeling like we're doing research yet only to validate how we currently think. Right. And that has to change. So how did this pull me out of this lonely, isolating wormhole. It spit me out with the idea of there's three things that you need to be in order to sort of potentially be a non-obvious thinker. Okay. And the whole premise is based on the the initial idea of trends. So like you said, Lindsay, it's, it's about social shifts. It's about different ways of thinking that start to pick up momentum. For long periods of time. But who has time anymore? Well, that, it goes back to our whole thing around short-term versus long-term planning. Like long-term planning is not a thing because people won't even wait for a trend to evolve over a year. Like how, you know, how do you do that? Hence the struggle and loneliness of being a strategist. Can we just call that the episode? Lonely. <laughs> so three things that made me go, hey, I like to think on those things. And they're actually things that I believe come naturally to me. And I know they come naturally to you. Being curious Mm. and truly being curious. Being fickle. Ooh, we are that. We are both so fickle. We are fickle. This is how I think. What'd you say? Okay, I'm with you. Next. This is how I think. Wait, what? Oh my God, I'm over it. (laughs) Fickle is so important. You have to be able to move on to the next thing if it's not serving your purpose. And so that combination of you need to be curious, but you need to be fickle because you need to be open to changing your way of thinking. Yes. To truly identify non-obvious things that are potentially going to trend. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Last but not least, observant. And I think I remember saying when we're talking about uh, brainstorms and, you know, when we participate in them and when they do well is, you know, when I am asked to facilitate what I prefer to call a working session, my job is not to solve the problem. My job is to observe and to mm-hmm. not worry about what the output is, to not be the owner of the best idea, but to then go away and process it. And process not just the data itself. You can get really caught up in the data and you stop listening in certain ways because you can't forget anything. I can't forget this point. I can't forget that point. I have to note this. I love forgetting things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, everything matters, but not everything matters at once. If it's relevant, it will come back. And part of strategy is like choosing choosing what to do and focus on, not focusing on everything, right? It's making yeah. choices. That's the hard thing. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You need to be the most observant Like I need to come out of here with a clear understanding of what's not obvious. I have to call out the things that nobody's noticing. Mm -hmm. And this is where I compare our brands where to me, that's wisdom. And to you, the output is typically tough love. Yeah. I'm always trying to be completely honest around culture and trends. It's like I could pull forward 500 things to show you today. And I've chosen five based on what I know about your brand, where I see the opportunity to be, what I've observed about what's going on. It's not about choosing everything and making sure you don't miss something. It's about hyper-focus on what you feel like is going to move your brand forward. Correct. So Mm -hmm. typically someone who's observant, like someone who would find five triangles in this video, just because I can remember everything doesn't mean I should. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you don't remember it, it probably isn't significant. Mm -hmm. So I really highly recommend at least the Blinkist of the book, um, even the website, but the the words non-obvious is that was my aha. Trends as we see them today are obvious things that people pick up on and put back out there in order to be able to claim being trendy yeah so i think that's amazing yeah the not so these quick turn trends would be so obvious like brand foundation and strategy is about more than that but also i think you know the way they wrapped up this contagious article would be exactly what we would say to people Mm -hmm. they actually say go back to the basics so they the basics are three things physics 101 remembering the true definition of force Does this actually have weight and sustained energy? So that's where we're talking about long-term. Does this have something where- Does it have momentum, right? Yeah, that there's momentum. The second thing is psychology 101. So remembering the human, which also we talk about all the time. Does this actually mean something to a real person and not an algorithm? That is key. Yeah. So like this isn't something that's just being picked up on TikTok because people are clicking on it. Does it actually have value to the real person behind the screen? And then the last one is business 101. Remembering ROI, does this actually move a needle and is a sound investment of time, energy, and resources? And is that quick turn of frivolous entertainment going to be the thing or does it need to be something more sustained than that? This term that I 
I think I knew existed, which was the portmanteau, which is derived from taking two words that aren't together together to create a new meaning, like economics or cottage core. Not everything is new. We say this so many times. Um, thanks, TikTok. <laughs> for, I would say social media, but TikTok is the one that's like, you got about three minutes to be relevant, and then it's, that's mm-hmm. going to be called a trend. Three minutes, three seconds. Right? So trend as it relates to long term is about looking out there, seeing signals, and combining those signals to see if there's something bigger there, and then testing it. Mm-hmm. All good to say, I mean, be wary of short-term trends, call them what they are. I think it's such a good topic to understand, you know, what what Mm. is the meaning of trends? What happens to them long-term? My parting words are that if it's a process that encourages all of us to think different, then so be it. Trends as we see them today are the opposite. It's about think the same as me. Look Mm. at me. Yeah. Jump in versus stand out. Yeah. Awesome, Lindsay. Thank you. Glad you made it out of the wormhole. Thank you so much for diving in. (laughs) Bye, Marketeers. Bye, Marketeers. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share. This podcast is over.